Hey, welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. We're here doing it once again. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the studio. That's right. Well, we're back and we're going to talk Squatch again. I'll bet that doesn't surprise a lot of you. Yep, yep, yep. It shouldn't anyway. Well, no, it shouldn't. Um, and I'm going to start it off tonight. I was telling my brother, I was watching some some of the Small Town Monsters videos because, man, they have some good ones. Yeah, they do. They do, and they have a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I was on their, uh, if you guys don't look at their stuff, go on YouTube. They have their own channel, and there's quite a quite a few now. Yeah, that's why I was on their channel checking it out. And uh, I was watching one that they were talking about, uh, some terrifying encounters. And one stood out to me. I was telling my brother about it. And it was uh, an on-duty police officer that was just parked, you know, kind of, I guess, in the forest a little bit. Um, you know how cops park just and wait for a speeder to come by or whatnot? And they were talking about that he felt something pick up the back of his car. And, of course, it was probably like in the 70s, you know, 70s, 80s, because it was a while ago because it was his daughter verified that, yeah, that's that story you're saying, that was my dad. And uh, <clears throat> he's, according to the story he told his children, uh, all he saw when the, the car was being lifted up, he looked in the rearview mirror and he had hit the brake lights. And, you know, the brake lights aren't bright, but you could see the red. And all he saw was hair and, you know, hair on the chest. So that had to be a pretty big, uh, pretty big animal to lift a car like that. I was going to say, uh, I know if that were me, I'd, <laughs> I might faint. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it, it, that, you know, they say that fight or flight kicks in and it I does. would definitely want to fly out of there. No, and, and when, I, when, when I heard that, I started thinking, I was like, okay. So back in the day, the cars weren't made of fiberglass and plastic like they are now. Right. That car was probably made of metal. So it was easily 2,000 pounds or more. Yeah, and for a creature, one creature to grab it by both ends and lift it up, you're talking about a massive creature. Yep, with a lot of strength. A lot of strength. I imagine if it wanted to, it could have tore that part car apart. Right. It could have probably ripped the doors right off the hinges. Right, and uh, you know, <clears throat> we've always said that these creatures have to be strong because. We, we've seen pictures of, like, uprooted trees that are put in the ground upside down. Right. Um, we've seen it where we go camping. Uh, there's big trees, like, in the form of an X right on top of that hill. Right. I mean, I'm talking big trees that uh, no human could do it. And where, where they're actually at, I don't think they could even get equipment in there to do it. No, and they're ripped out by the roots. Yeah. And and if any of you even tried to pull weeds out by the roots, yeah, no kidding. You know, it's it it if if the weed has even like a quarter inch stalk on it, it's a big weed, and you try and pull that out by the root, I've had trouble, and I'm right. like, holy crap, this thing doesn't want to die. Right? You think the <clears throat> the roots are already in China or something? Right? They don't want to come out. Yeah, they're in Tokyo, but. I, I I thought about that and I said I wonder how big that creature was. Um, of course, the cop once he put the car down, he took off and he didn't come back again. Well, you figure even if he has uh, the car up maybe a foot in the air, and uh, that guy in his rearview mirror he could see the chest. Right. I mean, how high would that have to be? <laughs> because if the car was on the ground, he would be looking out his rearview mirror probably at the creature's waist. Right. 
Now, my waist don't come above the trunk on a cop car. No, mine doesn't either. So, I, I'm going to say about 10 feet. I was going to say at least nine. At, yeah, about uh, 10, nine, 10 feet. That's still big. And and we hear stories that they've seen seen these creatures as big as 12 feet. You right. know, and that's just hard to fathom. <coughs> I mean, a 12 feet. Man, you see that thing with all the bulk and grit. You're you're gonna you're gonna run for your life. Right, and um, for some of you to put it in perspective, uh, during Halloween I was riding around my neighborhood, and one of my neighbors had a a plastic skeleton in the front yard, and it was a 12 foot skeleton. Just to see the size of that skeleton and someone standing next to it. Right. I I can't imagine running into a creature that big. Now put muscle and grit on that animal yeah and and at 12 feet yeah that'd be a terrifying sight just to know this thing could chew me up and spit me out if it wants yeah yep yeah um there was another story that they were talking about and this one involved uh they were talking about now this wasn't on small town monsters this was a different uh documentary i was watching they were talking about uh, up in i think it was northern california there were a couple of Southwest, they were hotshots. Hotshots are firefighters. They go into fight wildfires. And these hotshots were from the south Southwest here. They were natives. They said they were two natives that uh, a paramedic was called in to treat them, you know, while, while they, they thought, well, okay, they got injured because of the fire. But when they arrived on scene, of course, one of them was knocked out and they brought him to and they asked him, you know, one of the questions is what happened? So they said that while they were doing their job as a firefighter, you know, they looked up in a tree. Well, before they looked up in the tree, something was thrown at them. A, a, a branch came down. So when they looked up in the tree to think, well, what is it? Is it the fire? And they said they saw a monkey man. And they said it was a, a big monkey man. And they said when they saw it and it saw them, it jumped down and it took off. Well, they got so scared that they took off running. And one of them was so scared looking back. He, when he turned around, he, he ran right into a tree and that's what knocked him out. Uh, but they said from what they saw, it was a monkey man and it terrified him. Right. I was going to say they must have been terrified because stuff like that you see on the movies, but right. you don't expect to see that in real life. Yeah, you see that. So, And, and that also made me think that because we have a theory that, you know, people say, oh, well, the squatch disappeared, their feet. Well, if, these, if they have primate in them, uh, of course, then they could probably move through the trees a lot, you know, with ease like apes do. Right. And, and that, that I've said that since the beginning. That's one of the theories I thought is they could. Uh, that's why the tracks disappear. They climb a tree and they could just jump from tree to tree. Right. Because, you know, in these thick forests, the trees are pretty close. Yeah. And that just made me think that, you know, OK, these creatures, they, they can be in a tree. And I've heard more and more as you dig up these documentaries, I've heard more and more people say, well, they were in a tree. Right. So now I'm convinced that they are capable of being uh, mobile up in the trees, you right. know. And, and not only that, um, I, I believe they know where to walk, where not to leave the tracks. 
Now I saw it was another small town monsters. Uh, I I'm not sure. Maybe it, yeah, it was in Alaska, but uh, they they found tracks and they were walking on the weeds and they were staying close to the trees. Right. And the only reason they found the tracks is because there's snow on the ground. If there was no snow, they wouldn't have found any tracks because they were stepping on the weeds and bushes and, you know, hugging the trees. Right. No, I think these creatures know where to, exactly where to walk. Like we always say, they're masters of their environment and the forest is their environment. So, you know, if they don't want to be detected and everyone knows that if you see one, you're lucky because most of the time they're so hidden and you know, elusive that if they don't want you to see them, you're not going to see them. And part of that is they know where to walk, how to walk. Right. And, and not only that, like you said about them being up in the trees. Right. When we go hiking, who looks up in the trees? Nobody. Nobody. You're looking down, watching your footing. Right. Of course. Yeah. Because you don't want to trip because, you know, when you're hiking, the, the terrain can get pretty rough. And if you just try and look forward, I guarantee you're going to trip. <clears throat> right. And, um, we hear all these theories about them possibly being ambush hunters. Right. <clears throat> they'll they'll get on a game trail and they'll they'll kind of herd the deer, elk, whatever they're hunting, into a narrow corridor where there's no room to turn around or where it's easily ambushed. Right. And if they're smart enough to do that, <clears throat> they know that uh, they hunt these animals by looking at their tracks. Right. So they're probably uh, they got enough state of mind to right. hide their tracks or try not to leave tracks it might not be for you know being detected by humans it might be to so the prey don't see their tracks see their tracks or or they've been around long enough that they know that man is a hunter right and of course when uh man hunts something they don't want to just capture it. they want to kill it first Right, right. Yeah. And that's the problem with man. They Even if they're not going to use it, they want to kill it. <laughs> that's right. They'll just stuff it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably, uh, I'm sure they've seen enough man just killing each other just to do it, you know? Right. No, and, and, and you know, I'm sure they have, you know, they've been around and they, like we always say, they see the boomstick and they say, oh, here comes trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, not only that, you, you talked about the David Pilates, the missing stories, and right. a lot of that is in national parks. Right. Now, alien, Sasquatch, whatever, you know, I'm sure some of it is man-on-man -man violence. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, they see two guys come in, one guy uses the boomstick and hides the body, so right. they're like, Let's stay away from them because they'll be hiding our body next. Right, and, and they're probably intelligent enough to know that, you know, that's they're, that's, they're going to kill you. That's, to us, it's called murder, but to them, it's just, you know, they're going to they're gonna kill you. Yep, and they won't even eat you. Right, and they just let you rot right there. But, yep. And there was another story that one of the people that was out there um, – and he said he always goes out looking for them, but he said he stumbled across one and he saw it and it was just, it was behaving like a gorilla. He said, if you ever see a gorilla, especially in the wild, like on movies or the documentaries, he said it was just laying around like basking in the sun, just with no worry in the world. And he said it was leaned in the bushes and then he said it sat up and he said it grabbed one of the branches that had leaves and just like a gorilla it rat put it in its mouth 
and just cleaned all the leaves off it and started chewing away. And the first thing he thought about is that's behavior exactly like a gorilla. Right, right. But we'll never know if they're truly uh, human and ape hybrid until we get some good DNA. Um, like everyone says, we need a body. You know, we really don't need a body. We just need some good camera footage. Right. And I mean, every time they do get DNA, uh, what does it come back? Human contaminated. Human contaminated, yeah. How, how do they know it's don't have human DNA and it's not contaminated? Well, and that's been kind of the theory that this is a hybrid between humans. And we've went back and forth talking several times. You know, is it just when Neanderthals and Homo sapiens and all, supposedly there were like seven species of man on the earth at one time, did that species survive along with Homo sapien and the rest just died off? I mean, there's, as they say, there's, there's no fossil record. But as we talked about in one of our previous episodes, you know, we, we find giant bones all the time. That doesn't mean they're human bones. Right. And when they do find the giant bones, they hush it up. You know, maybe they look at the skull and they're like, ooh, yeah, this can't get out. Right, exactly. <clears throat> well, because they're, they're afraid of what it would do to society. They, they think yeah. people can't handle that because it would alter what you believe in evolution, in religion, everything. Right, no, I, I, I get that. But, you know, I think that's for the weak mind. You know, if, you, if you're strong in your faith, then I don't think it would shake you at all. You would just think of it, wow, okay, we discovered another species. I mean, look right. at, if you look at the animal kingdom, they discover new species all the time. Yep. You know, so... There's a lot of unexplored terrain on this earth that man hasn't set his foot on. So Right, and they're, and they're always discovering species that they thought were extinct. Right. Yeah. One, now that you said that, um, I think it was on one of these uh, Squatch videos that something they saw on the trail cam they thought was extinct, and it was like a little squirrel or something. And they're like, it's supposed to be extinct, but they caught it on their trail cam. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I've seen that one, too. I can't yeah. remember what it was. I, I, I can't either. It was like a little fox or mongoose yeah. or something. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even here in New Mexico, have you heard of the, the ring-tailed cats? No. We have ring-tailed cats that are in the wild. Right. Um, <clears throat> I've never seen one. No. But am I going to say they don't exist? No. No. They're rare, rare, very rare to find them and see them. But I do know people who have seen them. Right. And uh, it's same thing with the Bigfoot. I mean, people are quick to say they don't exist because they don't see it. Right. But there you go with that open mind <coughs> thing, strong mind thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when my friend told me he saw, a, he was out getting wood and he saw some ringtail cats. Right. And he, he was just amazed. And But I believed him, you know. Yeah. No, I mean... What, what, what do people got to gain by, by telling you? By telling you, right. And uh, yeah. if anything, people are hesitant to tell stories like that because, you know, they're automatically cuckoo. Right, no. People are too quick to criticize them because uh, if I haven't seen it, it doesn't exist. Right. Or if, or if it's not in a book, it doesn't exist. 
Right. Yeah. So and, uh, well, they think uh, you're in the forest. You've been eating those mushrooms. Right. <laughs> they're they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we know what you're doing up there, eating them peyote buds. So just <clears throat> off topic, real quick. Do you think Sasquatch eats those mushrooms? I I don't see why not. I mean, they're but, up there. They're wild. Maybe hey, if if they have human DNA, they probably eat those mushrooms, and when they stumble across an illegal marijuana grow, they probably eat that too. Yep. Yeah, and if if they had the uh, ability to create fire, they'd have chokeweed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, I, I, I always thought about that because I remember when I was young, I saw a special on National Geographic. Right. It was down in Africa, and uh, there was a fruit <clears throat> tree. And the fruit was already fermented, right. but they showed all the animals eating it. Right. And uh, now I know where the term drunk monkey comes from. <laughs> they were just sitting there falling off the yeah. logs. And I saw one running and he did a, a nosedive, his head in the ground. <laughs> and that's probably their favorite fruit to eat. Right. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it, then it showed them the next day and boom, the hangover was there. Right. Uh, and no, I think if if they stumble across it, you know, it's. I think they would eat it. Yeah, but I, do, I don't. But do you think they'll remember? Oh, this mushroom made me see things in the sky. <laughs> maybe, and maybe that's where they get some of the ones that are violent because they're chirping bad. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, all paranoid. <laughs> right, and and maybe the this guy that said the one he saw just relaxing, bathing in the sun. Maybe that one either had some chokeweed or ate some shrooms because he was just minding his own business. Yep, that's. I don't know. That that just crossed my mind. Maybe I have too much time to think about. This. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> anything's possible because that stuff does grow wild. It's out there. I mean, even the little squirrels probably nibble on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And yeah, so I, I think it's a possibility. And that explains the squirrels that get <laughs> caught in the bird feeder by their nuts. <laughs> 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 yep. Uh, no, it's you're right not to get off topic, but I think it's it's possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I just thought about that, and that would be that would explain why some of them yell at night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> well, I I think you know I don't think they would ever think they're lost because I mean they're nomadic. They're like. As long as I'm in the forest, I'm cool. But yeah. I do think they have a good sense of direction. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm sure they have, like, migration routes they, they follow. Um, and that might explain a lot of the tree structures or whatever. Right. You know, we're on the right path, you know. Yeah. No, and, and I do think that they, they do follow the game. I, I don't think they're totally carnivorous where they hunt and eat nothing but meat. I think they're like uh, some of the other animals Omnivore. out there. Yeah, om they, omnivores. They just what, do what's available. Yep, what, whatever, whatever's available, and they have the opportunity to eat. That's what they eat at the time, uh, because uh, you hear stories of them eating off fruit trees that a farmer had, or right. in the corn, and or stealing the chickens or the eggs. Right. Yeah. So or times even the dogs. Right. So they're. I think they're an opportunistic creature. So. When the opportunity presents itself, if it's meat or nuts or or a cat, yeah, that's that's what's for dinner. Now I'm I'm opposed to them eating dogs, but they could have all the cats they want. <laughs> right, right. Well, I I was watching a, a 
I don't know if you ever watched these these woods are haunted on Discovery yes. Plus. Yeah. Well, do you remember on season three, one of the last episodes, where the young kid and his dad witness squatches on their tree line, and uh, it keeps coming back. And him and his buddy went out into the forest, and there they found out it just wasn't one; it was more than one. But they kept coming back, and they wouldn't come no closer than the tree line. And he was afraid that, you know, that they may get brave and come back. Well, during one of his nights, because he set up a camera and he started recording, and he has some pretty good footage. And, you know, I'm like, mm, that's pretty good. When the cat gets out and he sees the cat going to the tree line, and they slow it down, you just see the arm scoop up the cat. I did see that one. And I thought, oh, my God. I but it didn't it didn't harm the cat it brought it back and put it back down yeah and the cat just came went about its business right the, the cat wasn't startled or scared or no nothing. no as to where dogs get startled and scared that cat wasn't it just went up and right but i've also heard stories where they call the dogs in right like the, especially the younger ones they'll play with the dogs right yeah no uh I, and uh, I was hearing some stories where they, they were mimicking. Um, they were making sounds like a baby in the forest. And we've heard that time and time again. Uh, one of the guys said uh, that it was calling his name. And it sounded like his mom calling his name. Right. And uh, he just knew that he said, no, I'm not falling for it. Because he had Native friends. And the Natives always said, don't. If it calls your name, don't go into the forest because uh, nothing good will come of it. Well, uh, yeah, and if you remember on, I forget what season it was of Expedition Bigfoot, they were talking about the lights in the forest. Yeah. Supposedly the lights are another way to draw people into the forest. Right. Yeah, no, no, and, and, and you get lost, you get disorientated and lost. Or you just get in the forest thick enough where... They're going to do something to you. They got you. Yeah, and that's that's strange because they did say that, and they did see lights. I wonder what those lights are associated with. And that's funny you said that because we're talking about this episode on Discovery Plus where the cat got picked up. Well, the kid said he started noticing when the squatches would come around. He caught orbs going through the yard, and he has a video of one orb that's coming through the yard, and then it shoots straight into the forest. And I started thinking, well, here goes that uh, alien Bigfoot connection, you know. Right. Because I've heard that so many times, and they're like, you see orbs, you see a UFO, and then you see a Bigfoot. Uh, that's not... It's it's not predominant like people just seen a Bigfoot, but we've heard of witnesses say the same thing. Uh, a matter of, one of the most credible people, uh, Ron Moorhead. When do you remember when he had uh, the footage of that? It was like a long orb, right, coming through their camp. Yep, and that was crazy. I was gonna say where we go, we've heard a lot of things. I I've seen things. We've seen both seen things in the sky, but orbs we have not seen. No, that's we haven't. I mean, uh, it just. I mean, we we've seen some crazy stuff. Now, it, maybe it's just the forest. Like that time we were looking for a certain turnoff and we could never find it. And one night, remember that owl flew in front of us and pretty much 
showed us where the turnoff was? It, that was crazy. I, it just flew out and flew to the right, and there it was. We're like, oh, it's right there. Yep. But uh, orbs. <clears throat> but then again, when you and I are out in the forest, we're we're doing our thing. You know, we're not just staring into the woods looking for stuff. And no. we're, we're, we're semi-quiet because we're listening, right. but we're still going out about our business just acting naturally. Well, and well, that's, but then again, what we consider natural, <laughs> most people may not. <laughs> but the, but most people say if you're going out there with the intentions to find them, you're not. They say just just be yourself because your activity is what may attract them. Right, and uh, like on the Finding Bigfoot, where they go and <clears throat> yell and do tree knocks, and I don't believe if, if you find one that way, I believe it's pure dumb luck because yes. you ain't going to go find them you have a better chance of just being yourself and them finding you right just out of curiosity to see who's this idiot over here drinking 50 beers <laughs> <laughs> they're like hmm let me see the guy down the road drinks too these guys just don't stop <laughs> what's what's in that silver can <laughs> But no, I mean, everyone that's had a good sighting said I was just minding my own business, just going for a hike, just and all of a sudden in the corner of my eye, I saw it. And see, like when I had my uh, encounter, I that was the last thing on my mind. I, I was relaxed, just me and my son sitting <clears throat> at the fire. The girls were in the tent and who knows how long they were there watching us. Right. Now, I told you I seen the eye shine, but I didn't piece everything together till later. Right. I thought it was a, a, one of those road reflectors. That's how big it was. It was red, but it would be there, then it's not. And I thought, there's no road back there. Right. But uh, even that didn't even raise any flags to me. It just, I thought, oh, it's, you know, maybe my eyes because of the fire right. tricks on me. And then when that first one <laughs> screamed, then I thought, and, and it's still Sasquatch was the last thing for my mind. I, I, to be honest, I didn't know what to think. It just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> right. No. Well, there, there, there you have it. See, you were just minding your business, just going about your day and not even looking for these creatures. But it was something at your camp that drew their attention. Yeah, and I believe it was the young girls. Yeah. Now, <laughs> my kids, they might try to sell you on a different <clears throat> story. Yeah, They might say, I took off running, crying, saying, take my kids. But that didn't happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you, were, you were defending them. I know, I know. <laughs> no, but yeah, like you said, and, and that explains why there's not a lot of good footage, pictures, video. Because when it happens, you're not expecting it. Well, and some people say it happens so fast. So, the, the, for instance... There again, we watch so many documentaries. One guy was talking that he was, you know, just out in the lake fly fishing, you know, and he he cast out his rod, and he said he turned around and he saw one right up in the tree line. He said this creature was just looking at him, and he said he got a bite, and so he turned to attend to his rod, and he said it was like two seconds. He, he got his rod and I guess tightened the reel, he turned back around and he said, this creature was gone. He said, how it could disappear so fast? He didn't have a clue. And then he went on to say, I should have never took my eye off it. Right. <clears throat> he said, stupid fish. <laughs> now, I've heard stories like once they're in the forest, they just a couple steps, they're gone. Right. Now, do you think they take off or they've really mastered the art of camouflage? I think it's a little bit of both because... 
of course, the hair samples that were supposedly from the Sasquatches, when they really analyzed them, how they were able to kind of cloak, reflect the light, right. and absorb the light so that it makes you almost blend in. Right, and, and that's a possibility, just like... Uh Wild animals, the babies have different camouflage to help them blend in. Right. The, the, the weeds, bushes, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know how many pictures I've seen and they're like, let me know when you find it. And it's like... Oh, yeah, Waldo, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like either a little tiger or a bird or... Yeah. You're right. It just blends right in. Yep. So, I mean, they're in that environment. I think they do have the ability, but I've also heard stories how fast they are that they may drop and just haul ass. Yeah. Now, but if they drop and haul ass, you think you'd hear them? Well, you think you would, but there's some people that said, you know, we're walking and we hear crickle, crackle, and then we see one and we stop and watch it, and as it's moving through the forest, you don't hear a sound. Right. Now, we, we've heard all the stories about, you know, maybe cloaking. Right. But I, I don't know if I buy that. That's one of the things I'd have to witness with my own eyes. All right. Now, as far as blending in, I do believe that because people hiking, even driving, they don't see them until they move. Right. No, and that's what I'm saying. I think they blend in so perfectly. And some people don't even see them until they go home and review their right. their video. And in some cases, 10, 15 years later. Yeah, they're like, well, we're looking at the video and we didn't, we walked right by it. We didn't even know it was there. So, you know, I think they have uh, the ability to blend in with no matter what environment they're in. Right. So I think they do. I do too. But until that snow melts in the mountain, we're stuck doing research on TV. That, that's right. Now, getting back to, uh, we do a lot of research on TV, like he mentioned, the small town monsters. There is some good stuff out there. there some is. good videos. Not all of them have, uh, I guess, evidence, you would call it. Right. But just the people's stories and the, the small town monsters, I got to hand it to them because they do go out in the field. They do. They do. And, uh, that guy, uh, I forget his name, not Eli, the other guy that's always with him. Oh, yeah. He packs a good pistol, too. Oh, uh, I think Al Alexandra. Something or, like that. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like a Russian name, yeah. right? Ale yeah. And, but yeah. but uh, they, they do go out in the field. But on the other hand, I was telling my brother off mic, I, I watched uh, this past week another special. It wasn't Small Town Monsters, but it was a YouTube video. Somebody in... Uh, I want to say Louisiana or Florida, where the skunk ape is, and uh, they they posted a video about th what they found in the in the swamp. And the, you know, I I watched it at first. Him and his wife setting up cameras. I said, "Oh, good, maybe they caught something." Right. That's forty minutes of my life I'll never have back. <laughs> yeah. I told him I I just I tried to watch it because I thought there's going to be something good at the end, maybe. And I just. <laughs> I was frustrated. <laughs> no, there there's some good, genuine stories out there. Um, but like you said, there's some good footage out there, good documentaries, but there's also a ton of bad ones. So, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad, I guess, because I think we've all watched documentaries where you think it's going to lead to something real dramatic or, and it ends up just ending and you're like, and that that's it? You right. guys didn't... 
you guys called this a Bigfoot documentary. And, and you see 100,000 views? Right. <laughs> You're like, and you got nothing. Yeah, but as, <clears throat> as soon as we get our sponsor, we're going to get some good cameras. Try. We're going to go do our own documentation. By that time, we might be out there on walkers. <laughs> and, and my brother's going to say, hold on, hold on. I found some scat. I'll say, no, that was just me. <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, no. It, it'd be if we could afford good, you know, nighttime equipment. It'd be cool to go dark like they do. Yeah. Now w we got one FLIR camera, but that's a problem. We only got one. Right. Yeah. So, and when you're out there in the dark, you got to be on your toes, man, because uh, where we go, uh, squatches may not be the only predators out there. No. Well, we know for a fact uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, we know. Yeah. So you may come across a. A hungry bear or but you know that, a hungry mountain lion. Yeah, that's funny because there's we've uh, we know there's bear. We've seen mountain lion. Yep. We've seen badgers. Yep. And uh, but we've had more, I would say, suspicious sounds where could possibly saw, Sasquatch. Right. We've had more of those than other wild animals. That's true. So that's, that's why true. I think we got a pretty good spot. Yeah, we do. But but like I said, if we go dark, you, you got to be on your toes, man. Yeah, and just for $100 each, we'll take you on that too. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> because you got to remember these creatures could see at night and we can barely see in the day. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, that's what we wanted to share with you today. We hope you enjoy it and uh, come back for more. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Thanks.